It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is Prophetess Burgess Gordon uh, from Moment with Christ Ministries. We're located in Atlanta, Georgia. My senior pastor is Prophetess Lydia Bacori, and I'd like to welcome you to More Than a Conqueror meeting. This is a hosted talk show that we talk about different issues and different things that we have in the body of Christ, but we also know that we are conqueror over each and every one of those things. So tonight we're going to be going back to what we were talking about uh, last week. Last week we were talking about anger. So I'm going to begin uh, with a rehash over what we talked about last week a little bit before I move forward in what we're going to be talking about this evening. We're just going to actually really be picking up and get a little deeper into what we were talking about. Last week, our issue and our topic that God gave us was anger, anger, anger. It is so much anger in the body of Christ. Because whenever the Lord gives us something to deal with, we know that it's there. We, it says, the word says, for us to anger but sin not. That's what the word tells us. It says, anger but sin not. And we, we have to learn to be able to bring down those places of anger in our lives uh, without causing harm and detriment to other people. And when we don't be able to do that and we don't know how to do that, it causes problems in our life. And sometimes we think that anger is a bad emotion. Ang- bang- anger is an emotion just like all our other emotions of laughter, sadness, uh, goodness, and joy. It's, it's an emotion that God has given us, but he tells us, that we must have control of it. That's why he gave us self-control. And I just want to read Ephesians 4, 26 to 31, and it says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and, not, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone, it tells you right here, it says, do not grieve the spirit of God with whom you seal for the day of redemption. And I just jumped down to 30 uh, because um, with this with this scripture, they went into about stealing. I'm just going to go ahead and just read the whole thing. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone has a who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. See, And sometimes when we are in anger, we can say things that's not wholesome. 
We can say things that will harm. We can say things that will break a person down. And the word says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. When we come into the Lord, he seals us with his Holy Spirit. So it tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It tells us to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slaughter, along with every form of malice. So we know right here from this scripture that we can't hold anger. It's not saying that we shouldn't be angry because, again, anger is an emotion. But it tells us not to sin when we become angry. And a lot of times we do things out of order when we become angry. So last week we were talking about anger and the different ways that it can uh, show itself in you. And uh, we got to a place last week and we talked about the types of angers and the disorders that can come. And we were saying that chronic anger, which is prolonged anger, anger that has been held up inside of you, built up inside of you for a very long time. It can come from something that happened in your childhood that you're not even aware of or you can remember because sometimes when we have a traumatic thing that happens to us in our life, we can block it out of our conscious. It just goes out and we don't we don't think about it anymore, but we portray the actions of things that has been harmful to us. We will act out in a different way. And it says when you have prolonged chronic anger, it can impact the immune system and it can cause other mental disorders. I know last week we had my sister on from Philadelphia, and she explained to us, she said that years ago she did, she would say, I don't do anger. So what was she doing with those places that she wasn't feeling? And the, things, the reason why she didn't, she, she discussed and said that, the reason why she didn't do anger is because what she had grew up in her life and around her in the environment, she's seen a lot of domestic violence. So she didn't want to portray anger because she felt that anger, if she was to be angry, she would probably have to hit and fight. And that's something that she didn't want to do. So what she did is stuff down the anger till it actually made her sick in her body. So that's one of the ways that that can happen if you stuff anger and not release it. And when I say release it, we have to release it properly. We cannot release it by punching on somebody or hitting something or tearing up something, being aggressive in in the situation when we're angry. You're making putting fear in everybody's heart and, and doing different things like that. So we have to be careful with the anger. We have to be careful with the anger. Another type of anger that we talked about was passive anger, which doesn't always come across as anger. It can be difficult to identify. And I'll tell you why passive anger is difficult to uh, to identify. It's because most of the times when you're passive, you're not allowing people to know what you're feeling. You're not you're not expressing yourself, but usually that passive anger turns out to be aggressive passive-aggressive, which means that you're still not saying, you're not addressing the issue, but your actions will act out how you feel. You'll be, begin to be disruptive in a lot of ways and are doing a lot of different things when you're passive-aggressive. And we talked about aggressive anger, uh, or overwhelmed anger first. Overwhelmed anger, which is caused by life demands that are too much for an individual to cope with. 
Uh, overwhelmed anger can come from when you uh, stretch yourself more than you should. We don't have boundaries. We say yes to everything, and we can't do everything in the span of time that we have. We have a 24-hour day, and eight of those hours we're asleep. So if we overwork ourselves and we put too much stress on ourselves and we commit ourselves, overcommit ourselves to things, we become overwhelmed with anger. We become angry because I don't want to do this, but I have to do it. It's not that you have to. You committed yourself to it. So you become overwhelmed, and then you become angry because you committed yourself. So with overwhelmed anger, the way to cope with that is just not to, you know, overcommit yourself. We have self-inflict anger, which is directed toward the self and may cause, be caused by feelings of guilt. And a lot of time we see self-inflict anger with people when they are uh, have uh, had some type of abuse in their life, physical, sexual, uh, or been rejected in their life, they have feelings of guilt. So there's, there's a self-inflicted anger. We'll begin to do things that, that is self-inflicted towards ourselves, but we're angry. Let me give you an example of that. Uh, sometimes when people have been sexually molested or uh, sex, uh, abused uh, physically, a lot of people, especially when it happens young, they will grow up and they'll, uh, they will stuff the, the feelings. They're angry, but they'll stuff the feelings, and when they'll start doing something, they'll do drugs or they'll drink alcohol or uh, they become promiscuous and, you know, they just go all over doing uh, having sex with different people or something like that. But what they're doing is taking the anger out, uh, trying to dismiss the anger with those things, but actually they're angry and they're being self-afflicted on their self. They're inflicting the pain to their self because who wakes up and say they want to be a drug addict? Who wants to be out on the corner uh, selling themselves? Who wants to be uh, just running around, jumping from bed to bed and not knowing what type of diseases that you might come up with? You know, so who wants to do that? So that is the anger that you self-inflict to yourself because you're angry that these different things happen. Then there's judgmental anger, which is directed toward others and may come with feelings of resentment. And that is like uh, sometimes people can come to you and make you feel less than because they're judging you. And we have a lot of that in the body of Christ, unfortunately. We have a lot of that in the body of Christ. A lot of people in the church uh, judge new people coming into the church. They judge what they have on and what they don't have on. But you have to remember you're coming from the world and you don't know uh, what the protocol is for church or for that church in particular that you might be at. So people, they'll judge the way you look. They're looking at you, you know, so you get a feeling of resentment. Why did I come here anyway? Because look how they're looking at me. They look like, you know, I'm some type of freak or something. Uh, And then we have voluntal anger, which involves sometimes spontaneous bouts of excess or violent anger. When you are volatile, these are sporadic. What you do one day, 
you might be just as calm as a, a, as a cucumber, as they say, saying calm as a cucumber, because a cool cucumber is cool. You know, if you if you go to a spa, they put the cucumbers on your eyes to to get the bags down because they're cool. They 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 give off a coolness. So that's why I said sometimes you're cool as a cucumber, and in a second you can just break out and want to fight and tear things up. That's bottled up anger inside of you. These are the things that we talked about last week. This week, I want to really start and get into uh, talk about some more uh, anger, but I want to talk about some different different styles of anger besides those there because there's some underlined anger that people don't get to, they don't talk about, and uh, I want to kind of talk about those a little bit tonight and then we can move forth, and if anybody has any questions, I can answer the questions. Uh, so let me just open up with prayer because I am who I am, and I ask God to lead everything that I do because when he leads, it's going to be okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you tonight, God. We come lifting up our hands and thanking you for one more day, God, another chance to serve you, another chance to be in your presence, God. And as we're on this line, we ask that you take control, God, that it be your voice speaking to us because you know every need that we have for every person that's on this line. You know the very need that they have. You know the very need that they have before they speak it. You can read their very thoughts before they even think it. You know what it is. So, God, you know the hurts. You know the pains. You know the disappointments. You know the unmet needs, the unhealed hurts, the unmet expectations. God, you know it all. So, God, we ask tonight that you take over, you take control, and you have your way. And when you're finished tonight, that we will come out of this with something that we can use to help us in those places of anger, God, and that we will turn that anger into joy and we will be happy and peaceful in our lives. Thank you, Father, for the peace that surpasses all understanding. I thank you for each and every person on this line. And Lord, I ask that you just keep us as we go on this journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I want to just kind of just bring back a little thought about anger. And when we're talking about anger, again, it is not a bad thing. Anger is an important emotion, just like any other primary emotion such as fear, Sadness, disgust, happiness, anger is an emotional messenger. And why do you say that? The message of anger could be say, hey, something is going wrong inside of me. Something is blocking my path. Let me do something about it. Actually, anger serves two main purposes in your life. It tells you there is something significantly wrong and it gives you the energy to attempt to change things. Also, anger has its limits, though. It gives you a message 
it gives you energy, but anger cannot tell you exactly how to hand, handle any situation. What do you mean by that prophecy? I mean that when you angry, you don't know what can come of that anger. And this is the reason why you have to learn the type of anger that you're dealing with so you know the style of anger. Let me just say it that way. The style of anger, because there's different styles of anger, different way anger will approach you. So you need to know. Essentially, anger might say to you, do something to get that out of your path. Like, uh, you might be going through something. It's just like dynamite and it'll blow up, you know. So you have been shaken. I always liken it to when people stuff anger, I shake it, I liken it to having a, a soda bottle with the top on it and shaking it up and then opening the top and all of a sudden it just spews out. That anger style, you can, that can happen to you. You can, you can, if you just continue to stuff things, you become angry, so angry, somebody hits a point in your life, you, you don't stuff so long, finally someone comes along and opens that cap. <laughs> and when they open that cap, you just spray all over them. And, and unfortunately, they get every piece of the anger from everyone else that anything that has angered you in your life. That one person, is it fair to them that they have to take all the anger from everybody that did something to you? So what you, we need to do with our anger is handle it. We need to handle our anger. We need to be able to uh, uh, speak when we're frustrated about something or we're annoyed about something. We need to talk about it to someone. We need to discuss it. We're not supposed to just say, "Okay, this is this is this is okay." I'm 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 not going to I'm not going to make a big scene about it. I'm not going to make a scene that that this has happened to me and I feel like this and I feel like that. I'm just going to stuff it. And then tomorrow, someone else do something to you, you're going to stuff that. And then you continue to stuff again until finally one day you just blow up. And when you blow up, you're just going all over the place. It's not. You're not being essential. You're not being fair to the person that you're blowing up on because you might be blowing up about something that happened to you years ago, years ago, years ago. So you have to understand that you you have to learn how to cope and navigate through those different places of emotion. You have to navigate that place of anger. You have to learn what your style of anger is. I'm going, I have a anger test. I'm not going to give it to you this week because I didn't prepare you and tell you to bring a pen, and I don't want you to sit on the phone and you don't have a pen and you go searching for one. So what I'm going to do is ask that next week, when you come on the phone next week, to please bring a pen and a piece of paper. I have 33 questions that I have to ask. And from those 33 questions, we can tell you, you'll be able to understand your anger type. And then we can talk about the different types of anger. This is just for you. It's for you to understand if you feel like you want to discuss it with the other people that's on the phone or you want to talk about uh, your anger style, that's fine. 
but it's actually for you to understand. And then when we begin to talk about the different types of anger, you'll be able to find yourself. You know, you'll find yourself. Again, anger is not just bad or destructive human emotion. Rather, it's an essential source of power and strength. It can give you the courage to speak out and take a stand or simply to identify that something is not right. So we have to learn that anger, when used constructively, is an important vehicle for personal and political charge. It can encourage you to say, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I believe. Now, that's a different type of anger. That's a, we, or I call that a righteous anger. You know, when, when you know that you're standing for something in yourself that you know that is right, then you say, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is where I stand. These things I will do no longer and tolerate. And see, I have a righteous anger about what I believe in Christ Jesus because I believe that he died for me. And I believe that he saves me from the destruction of my life. So if I, if I see somebody uh, just playing with that or, 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 or rejecting that, I, I sometimes become angry. I'll, I'll avoid, you know, I, I just don't, I'm like, okay, they don't see this. But I also understand I don't make it take me to, to the point that I want to fight them because they don't see things the way that I see them. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, we have to learn to use, don't use anger in an unproductive way. We have to use it in a good way. Again, the Lord said, anger, but sin not. Anger, but sin not. He didn't say not to anger. He said anger, but sin not. So we have to remember uh, that in anger, the trick is, to find out what the issue is that's angering us and eliminate it, and eliminate it. If it's something that we need to talk about, something that's been inside of us, sometimes we have such pinned-up anger from way back from childhood, from things that have happened to us in our life in childhood. You know, so we have some anger that's bit underneath us. You know, anger... There's, you know, we can talk about the different styles of anger. You know, they have basic basic styles. You know, uh, I kind of did like a research on anger and different places say different things. Uh, they talk about the aggressive anger, which is external anger, uh, external anger, which means that your anger turns loose. You're going to do some devastation when you become angry. You're going. You're not going to hold it. You go as soon as something bothers you. You're going to jump right out of there and take care of it. I'm going to knock this person out. I'm going to slap this person. I'm going to tell this person off. That's just because that's what I do, you know. But see, we have to also remember, especially when we come in Christ Jesus, there is a way that we need to handle things. There is a patience that we must have. You know, there's also the passive aggressive, and I think I spoke about that at the very beginning, that you can be so passive that you become aggressive because you're passive inside, but outside you become aggressive. You do things uh, uh, passive aggressively. You, you let your actions show that something is wrong, but you're never speaking out. You don't outward, you outwardly, you're not agreeable, 
but you show the anger through indirect actions or sabotage. You want to sabotage things, but you're not telling the person that I'm angry, but in, uh, on the outside or in indirect ways, you, you, you're sabotaging. Then there's the plain passive. This anger is internalized and it's locked up, and this is the one I told you that becomes, can really become very dangerous because if it stays locked up, again, like that soda bottle, it only takes one person to unscrew the cap off the bottle and you just explode and you can do some devastation because the anger has become a rage and resentment building up inside of you. Then we have the assertive anger. The anger is that anger is appropriately managed and communicated if necessary. That is the anger that God wants us to have, assertive anger, that, that we manage it properly and we communicate if necessary what's going with us. And, you know, sometimes people have particular anger styles that they most often use. And so that you... You can sometimes tell, okay, this person, when they get angry, they're just going to tear up something. Or you can say, when this person is angry, when you get to know them, like your husband or your wife or your spouse or a friend, someone that you know, and I kind of go with husbands and wives uh, because you know them a little better. If you have a good friend, you probably do know when they're angry how they act, how they will approach a situation. And so... This is this is how we have to learn to uh, control, control. Because if we don't control that, we can we can become threat threatened to people. We can uh, be exposed and shamed, uh, violated, inadequate. We these things can take us into different places. One thing I knew about anger when a person that has that uh, chronic anger or explosive anger, it's a, a, they have an emotional arousal from that. And when I say emotional arousal, that means that they will have, what will happen is that every time they like to get angry because when they're angry, they can get excited. They have strength and power. It becomes power to them. It's like a drug to them. It's the arousal of strong emotions and, and emotional behavior. So there's some people that have an emotional arousal when they get angry. And those usually are people that have chronic anger. In this test that I want to give uh, next week, it's going to talk about three main groups of anger. Um, one of the groups is masked anger. And in the masked anger, now you just heard the name masked. So if it's masked, that means that it's covered up. But in that group of masked anger, you find anger avoidance. There's people that will just avoid like I was talking about uh, my sister that was on last week from Philadelphia. She said she just didn't do anger. So that was avoidance of anger. And the reason why she avoided because she had been around anger in her life and she seen the production of the anger, what it produced. 
and she didn't want to do that. So she just kept herself to a place and said, I'm just not going to ever be angry. I don't care no matter what somebody do to me, I'm not going to be angry because she didn't want to. So that's anger avoidance. She actually avoided anger. She avoided the emotion that God had given her to deal with things. She avoided it. The other one is um, in mass anger is sneaky anger. Because we can be sneaky in our anger. We can do things sneakily. That's that passive-aggressive. That's that passive-aggressive anger. You don't want to talk about it, but you are, you'll act out. You'll sabotage. You'll do different things to, to let, us, let the person, if the person is really watching you, they'll realize that you're angry about something. The, the other one, the next one in the mass anger is anger turned inward. That's just complete passive anger. Not passive aggressive, but just passive. You're just not going to talk about it at all. I, I'm just not going to deal with it. That's again masked anger. These three, these three types of anger, comes up under that masked anger that we mask ourselves with. We mask and say that we're not angry. We we avoid talking about being angry. There was a time in lives, you know, when people I remember coming up. Sometimes people used to think that you shouldn't be angry. That you you can't be angry you you know you can't be angry don't be angry you can't be angry with your your parents you can't be angry with your spouse you can't be angry with God that's a big one there you know that was taught as a child that you 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 to me it was that you can't question God you can't be angry with God but God knows what's going on with you. And a lot of us, from some of the things that has happened in our lives uh, as small children or growing up, <coughs> excuse me, the devastations in our life, we have grown up and are angry with God. We're angry with God. And God said to tell you tonight that it's okay. Talk to him and tell him because he's big enough to allow you to vent. And see, this is what I said. Sometimes you're going to have to be able to talk that anger through. You're going to have to be have assertive anger. To be assertive with your anger, you're going to have to say, hey, look, this very thing here, it, it, it made me feel like so-and-so, this and that. And that angered me. You know, so that's because when you, the, the feeling of anger usually comes from some type of disagreement, some kind, something that you've not settled with, uh, some type of stress that you're stressed with. That's what usually brings on anger, some type of disappointment, some type of rejection. It brings on anger. So if someone, if, if it's against someone that you can speak to and allow them to know what you feel, then you can open up the anger. You can release that anger in a healthy way. And I think that's what the Lord is trying to get us to do is to open up and release the anger in a healthy way.
He wants to be able us to be able to release the anger in a healthy way, not in a bad way, but in a healthy way, and not to hold on to the to the anger, but to release the anger. He wants us to release that anger because when we hold on to it, it causes different things and reactions physically, psychologically. You can have different things going on with you holding on to anger. It is really something that we do because the Lord would not continue to tell us. In James, he tells us, James 1, 19 and 20, he says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. What does that mean? that it does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Because when we get angry and we get out of, we don't use assertive anger, but we use uh, chronic anger or explosive anger, it will not be righteousness to God. It's not unto God. That's something that God wouldn't want us to do. So that's why he said in that verse, be quick to listen slow to speak, and and slow to become angry. He did not say not to become angry. He said, but be slow to become angry. When you slow, when you think about what it is that's making you angry, is it really what that person did today to me, or is it something from my past? That has not been dealt with. Is it something that happened to me a long time ago that that person just now did something to remind me of that? And that's what really made me angry. I'm not really angry with that person. I'm angry with the situation that happened in my life prior to that. And I think a lot of us have that underlying uh, anger that's stuff down in us from years ago. And uh, I do another talk conference called Girl Talk, and we were talking about on that line, we were talking about the the formative years of our life. The formative years is the life when you're young and it forms you into who you are, the things, the situations, the circumstances around you. The, the atmosphere that you're in from a certain age to a certain age forms who you are today. It has input in who you are today. And a lot of times we don't understand that sometimes a lot of the anger and things that we have inside doesn't really even come from the situations that's happening now. It's actually embedded from years ago that has never been addressed. Because we didn't think we could address it, for one. We didn't think that we could address it. Am I making sense to to, to my callers tonight? Because everybody's really quiet tonight, and I just want to make sure, because I know last week uh, I talked on the line for about 30 minutes, and I didn't hear anybody, but I kept talking, and then finally I realized that there, that no one was hearing me. So I just want to do a shout-out to make sure that 
everyone is hearing me while I'm talking. It's okay that you're quiet and that you're listening because sometimes you have to take in the things before you can actually work on your situation. So if you could just say hello to me so I know that you're hearing me. Hello. <laughs> okay. Someone else? Okay, I got see, I got some got, got a couple of people. Hello, 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 hello. So we we again. I just wanted to make sure that we can hear what I'm talking about, and I just want to take a breather for a minute and sh- sh- shut up for a minute. And because if you have a question or if you have something that you might want to ask or even have something that you want to comment about what I've been talking about for the last 35 minutes, I would like to hear. You know, if it's not, then I just can go ahead and finish the different types of anger that I'm talking about. I have a question. Okay. My question is about the last anger that you were talking about. What type of anger was that when you was talking about having anger from your atmosphere? In your what? And and it's underlining from things of your past. Well, I was talking about we can all anger could be from that any type of anger that you have. I talked about I just was talking about masked anger, and uh, but you can have masked anger, you can have explosive anger, or you can have chronic anger, and it can come from your past. It can come from from your past, and I usually usually when we have a strong issue with anger, it is coming from your past. It's coming from something that's happened in your past. Again, when you've raised from like the first two to seven years of your life, from two to seven is your formative years. Those are the years that form and make you who you are. Whatever situation, whatever atmosphere you was, all that stuff, however you was raised, the type of environment you was raised in, the things that were said to you, the things that you heard, the things that you seen, the things that happened to you. You see, because again, I said a lot of people suffer physical abuse, some people suffer rejection, some people uh, sexual, all these things are in you from a very young age if these things happen to you so that anger is in you why did this happen to me why did this these different things happen to me in my life so that anger is there and you never really get to express it so it's a bottle up inside of you so when you come against situations that you look like you're going to be harmed or somebody is just trying to take you out of who you think you are, you become explosive with it. Because it's like, okay, here it, is, here it goes again. Somebody's taking advantage of me, but I'm not going to let them because I've, now I'm grown. Now I'm old enough to defend myself. So here's the anger. The explosive anger comes out from that. The, uh, 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 the chronic anger comes out from that. Even the mass anger can come out from that. So it's a lot of times it does really uh, stem from things, uh, situations, and circumstances in our life uh, prior to adulthood. And I'll say it's prior to adulthood. And you might have not, it, it, you might have not suffered uh, sexual abuse. 
uh, or, or, or physical abuse, you might have had mental abuse. You know, children are not very kind <laughs> when you're growing up. So different type of things can happen to you in your life that will stay inside of you that hurt. I had a person that I was counseling, and they said to me, when they got we got to a certain place in their counseling, and they said to me, um, they just sat there, and all of a sudden they got real angry. And a thought had came. See, they had knocked this situation out of their mind. They put it, put it back into their subconscious. And it came to, from the counseling, it came to, and it just dawned on them. So I asked the person quietly, I said, what are you seeing? What's the matter? And they told me what had happened. Someone had abused them when they were little, and they continually abused them. They didn't remember it. And it was a stem of the anger that they go through daily, that they, when anybody would try to violate them in any type of way, talk down to them, even on a job, or feel they feel like they're being harassed, they would become angry. They would become angry. They would become volatile. They would be, uh, they would be, um, they would be aggressive. They would be aggressive. And the reason why they did not, they are thinking it's coming from just that situation that might have happened on a job. But it was really from what had happened when they were little. That anger was built up inside of them from them. So now anyone did anything to them, they had to, they felt like you were violating them. They were, you hurting them. So now they have to take control. Does that make sense? Yes, Hello? it does. Yes, okay. it does. I'm trying to be <laughs> Yes, it does. Okay. So that's why a lot of times when you, you're, you're, you're angry about something, this is how, you know, because we're going to be talking about next week after we do the anger test, we're going to be talking about how to cope and how to manage the anger because you don't want the anger because anger can get you in trouble. It can. It depends on just how you use it. If you're not using assertive anger where you're talking and trying to communicate and get your point across to the person and allowing the person to understand you, but first of all, you have to understand you. You have to understand where the anger is really stemming from. Is it stemming from this very situation right now, or is it something else? So that's something that you're going to have to learn to do when you're going through. Uh, uh, you have to, that's why I said be slow to speak, slow to anger. That's why that scripture says that slow to speak, slow to anger, because you you need to think. You know, just don't be explosive and want to just tear up everything because sometimes that will cause devastation in your life. Your life will become unmanageable with that. You'll find yourself locked up because <laughs> you done exploded. Somebody's going to call the police on you and lock you up, you know, because people are not going to just let you go around beating on them and doing different things to them. If you have a relationship with the person, it will damage the relationship. If you marry, if you have a husband, it's going to damage the relationship. Who wants to be cussed out all the time? Who wants to be beat up on all the time? 
You know, so you have to understand who you are and what causes these things to stem like that. Amen? We understand here tonight what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. We're talking about, again, anger. So let me get into the next. next uh, we just talked about mass anger. And I told you in mass anger, you can have anger avoidance. Sneaky anger, anger turned inward. Now, the second, another kind of anger, these are the different styles of anger that I'm talking to you about. The different styles, the different patterns that you might see, that you might exhibit yourself. Explosive anger. Explosive anger, in that covering of explosive anger, you're going to see sudden anger. One minute you're calm, the next minute you're angry. You don't know why, but I'm angry. You know, you just said something to me that just made me angry, and the person might have not really said something uh, that they thought would have angered you, but because it triggered something inside of you from the past or from a previous, you know, because when we get into relationships with people, places, and things, we can hold on to some things and it can stem up other things. So you have sudden anger and that explosive anger. So that means suddenly, all of a sudden, you was just calm, but all of a sudden, now you're angry. Then we have the shame-based anger, which is, can be explosive. Shame-based anger is, again, you could have been sexually uh, tampered with. Uh, you could have been mentally or physically tampered with. Uh, and you have a shame to that. It's usually mostly people that's under shame-based anger. It's usually coming from a, a sexual, a sexual uh, abuse, and especially when you were a child or you were very young when it happened, and you didn't realize what was happening. You just knew it was wrong. And all you could think in your mind is, why is this happening to me? What did I do? I didn't do anything. Why are they doing this? Because most of the time, if you're a child and this is happening to you, it's happening to you by adult. Someone that you would think that should be accountable for themselves, someone that you would look up to, that this is a person that's supposed to be teaching me something, and here they are violating me. So that will make shame-based anger and when you grow up to be an adult, if anybody looks like they're violating you any type of way, you are going to be explosive with them. You are going to turn and ready to do some damage because now you're able to defend yourself. You couldn't when you were young because most people, when they're young and they're being sexually abused, the abuser will tell them, you better not tell anybody. You better not tell anybody what I did. And again, as children, we're taught to obey adults. <laughs> and here's adult raping us or, or, or doing something to us that they shouldn't be doing to us. So that will make you grow up with explosive, uh, uh, that shame-based anger. Deliberate anger. I deliberately just want to be angry. Where does that come from? that you just want to be angry. That's when you have bottled down everything in your life and just kept everything in your life. You just you don't never talk about nothing. 
So I am deliberately going to be angry anytime I feel like it. I'm going to be angry because I deserve to be angry because all these different things has happened to me in my life. So I'm just going to be angry. I'm never going to be nice to nobody. I'm going to be angry. That's deliberate anger. And then we have the excitatory anger, and this is one I talked about a little earlier. That is anger that if you don't be angry and can tear up something, you can't get excited. You get an excitement when you're angry and you're tearing up something or you're beating up somebody. It gets you so I get angry. I get angry, but my satisfaction in that anger is not satisfied until I do some harm to somebody. And a lot of people have that type of anger. You know, they see red. What I hear people say, because I know years ago before I was in Christ, I, I used to see red. <laughs> I wanted to see. When I see red, I wanted to see some blood. I wanted to beat you up. I wanted to beat you up because I had that bottle up hang, anger inside of me from sexual abuse at a young age. So I had that banger out. If you want, I I want. To, if you did something to me, I wanted to see some blood. I wanted to beat you up. So you was getting beat up for the things that happened to me when I was a child, and I couldn't defend myself. So now I can. So if you say something to me, you gonna get it. You're going to get it. I seen red. I, I, it's a lot of times I would just uh, try to walk away from you, but if you just kept following me and talking you're going to get beat up. I'm going to see some blood, and I'm not going to stop till I see some. So that was, that was a place of power, a place of control. That excitatory anger is a place of control for you. That's all those that I just said, the sudden anger, shame-based, deliberate anger, excitatory anger goes underneath of explosive anger. That is the that is the style explosive anger, but the the four underneath of it, the the sudden anger, shame based and deliberate anger, excitatory is a pattern. Those are patterns that you can use up underneath of that explosive anger. The last one is chronic anger. And this is the one we were talking about, that chronic anger can really be devastating to your life when you have it because it's habitual hostility is in that type of anger. You are you just hostile to everyone and everybody because you felt like I've been beat, I've been beat down all my life. Things have happened to me all my life. Why do these things happen? So it just makes you hostile. You have no, you don't want to be nice to nobody. And, and also, under that chronic anger, it could be fear-based anger. And how, do you, how can you be fear-based and angered? If you have been in abusive situations, the abuse could have started as a child, and it can continues up as an adult. Unfortunately, when you have lived a life as a child in an abusive situation, especially physically and even sexually, physically it, it, it does something to you that you kind of think this is what love is. So you will find yourself in relationships like that when you grow older. 
you don't know any different. This is what this is what's comfortable because this is what I've had all my life. So uh, you can get also get that fear in you from the person from beating you, and then one day you just angry and you just explode, and you wind up killing them, or you're killing her, or killing the person. You see, because you have a fear, you have a fear that they can hurt you, but you continue to stay in that type of situation. Then there's moral anger. And again, I I, kind of, with moral anger, um, people that have moral anger, they usually have something that they're standing up for. You know, uh, they 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 believe in a certain thing, and this is what I I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> this is what I believe, and this is what I stand for. And anybody that comes tries to come in and stop me from believing this, or try to shake what I believe, I'm going to have anger against them. They have set their morals. This is what they believe, and this is what it is, and you cannot change it. And if you try to change it, then you're going to get that anger. You're going to get that chronic anger from them. The last one in that uh, pattern, in that that style of anger, of chronic anger, is resentment and hate. Resentment and hate. Resentment and hate, and most of us know what resentment is, and most of us know because that's where that's when you have taken the anger, you have held it so long, it's made you bitter. It's made you bitter because you never dealt with it, and you bitter, you're angry, you you now you have become resentful from the person that has inflicted whatever the situation on you, you're angry with them, you resent them for them, and to the point that now you hate them. You hate them with a passion. And anybody that represents anything like that person or says anything to you, you're going to be explosive on that person. You're going to have that chronic anger that it will build up to do some damage. It's anger that you just held inside. It's just you hold you hold it. Chronic anger, again, when I said to you chronic anger can give you sickness. Chronic anger, it says, if prolonged, can impact the immune system and be the cause of, of other mental disorders. So in that chronic anger, you are just holding it in, and you're never, never, ever letting it out. You're holding it in. You're holding it in. For whatever reason, you're holding that anger in, and it can make you sick. It can make you sick in your body. It can make you sick in your mind. It can make you do some very devastating things because you never uh, release the things that you have to release. And those are the different types of anger. But we have a choice how we deal with our anger. We have a choice. We have a choice to be assertive with it. We have a choice to either do any of these styles of anger. But when we want to release ourselves from the things that has hindered, because anger, if kept, it can hinder your life. It can make your life unmanageable. And it was never meant to do that. 
again, it is an emotion, and that emotion is telling you that something is wrong. Something is wrong. Either something wrong with the situation or it's something wrong with you. It's, it's something inside of me that has to be dealt with. And these are the things that we want to talk about and try to help you to cope with them if you feel like you're dealing with any of those situations that I've talked about, uh, I just ask that you really think about some of what I talked about tonight. It was a lot that I gave you, um, and in the weeks coming, I will be breaking them down and and talking about them a little more uh, in detail, showing you how to work through some things, work through the situations, work through circumstances, and maybe it can help you combat the things that you're going through. You know, it's not easy when you have been violated and you've been, uh, because, again, there's different ways that you can be violated in your life. But when you've been violated, you feel very hurt. You feel uh, upset. And most of the time, it will demote some anger out of you some type of way. And whichever way that you decide to deal with the anger, it's going to be on you. Do I want to tear up something? Do I want to talk about it? Do I even want to deal with it? Because sometimes, again, you just will avoid it. And most of the times when you avoid it, again, you're going to be like that soda bottle. Somebody's going to finally pull the cap off, and you're just going, you're going to spew all over everywhere. So I hope that this tonight was some things that you can think about, you can look at yourself, uh, your lifestyle. Maybe you can see your, a pattern of yourself here and, and some of the things you, that I talk about you can see and you can understand a little bit why you do what you do and how you do it uh, in detail. We want to get more in detail to it. What I really want to do and again, I ask you next week if you come on the line because I'm going to be giving a anger style test. Uh, <clears throat> all you need is a pen and a piece of paper because all you're going to do is answer yes and no to the questions. And then I'm going to tell you from the, the answer, the many, the style that you in from the answers that you give. And that will kind of help you to know the style that you deal with by the way you answer these questions, and it might can help you. And then when I begin to deal with the different uh, groups of the three groups, the mass anger, explosive anger, and chronic anger, you will know which one is yours. So you will know you'll get the, the reasoning and the solution on how to help you combat that anger. So this is what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, we have like two more minutes left on the line. I promised that I was not going to hold people beyond, beyond the 10 o'clock time because it's a late hour. Uh, if you have anything that you might have questions that you might want to uh, ask and you didn't get to ask them tonight or you didn't think about them or maybe this week you'll be able to think about them, you can always email me. Let me give you my email address. It is ask. A S K Christian Counseling at Gmail dot com. Again, A S K Christian Counseling at Gmail dot com. And if you put your questions there, I'll 
you know, I'll get back to you. I'll email the answers to you. We can, you know, you can discuss some things, uh, and that way you can more understand. A lot of times things don't get into you until you process. I have to process things. People can speak to me, but I have to process what I've heard. I have to process the information so that I can get an understanding from it. And when you get an understanding from the information, then you get a wisdom on how to deal with that information that you was given or that understanding that you got from that information. So I'm going to pray out, and I'm going to thank you for, again, for calling into more more than a conqueror tonight. I hope that the information that was given to you that helped you and that it will be a help to you. Father, we thank you for your presence tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for each and every person that was on this line. God, I ask that they take the information, process it, Lord, allow them to see themselves that they can be healed. Father, we thank you again for being with us on this line. And everyone have a safe night, God. Let them rest in peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, God, and allow the continue of their week until I meet again next week, that it will be prosperous in every way. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' mighty name. Again, I thank you for calling in to More Than a Conquer. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.